0: This is the 432nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. The podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons' beat reporter from the AJC. And today we're going to do the Falcons' midterm report card. They played 10 games, one over, you know, one and a half over the midway point for a 17-game season. But it fits here because the team's on a bye this week. They are, um, you know, going to go over things for a couple days, then get away and come back on Monday and start getting ready for the rest of the season. But the Falcons kind of stumbled into the bye here with three losses. They are four and six at the bye week. And um, we're going to go over their grades on how the team has performed and has not met expectations in a couple key areas if you're listening to this for the first time please make sure to follow the show on apple or spotify or wherever you get your podcast this is the bowtie chronicles from the atlanta journal constitution ocean breeze tropical beach pina colada you can
1: buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise or better yet
0: All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we're going to – this is what we're going to do today. We did the written form in the paper online right now and um, in the Wednesday print editions where we give the Falcons uh, midterm grades. And we're going to look at the pass offense, rush offense, pass defense, take a break, and then come back and finish up with the rush defense, special teams, and coaching. And then we're going to look at the schedule, our predicted schedule. We, we had them being 7-3 and three at this point, pointing firmly toward the playoffs. It didn't happen like that. We missed on uh, three big games. And uh, instead of being 7-3, and three, they are 4-6 and six at the bye. But, hey, let's look at the pass offense here. The uh, Falcons averaged 204.9 yards per game, which is 17th in the league. And, you know, to get a good grade, you have to be in the top half of the league. And, um, you know, they're not there yet. Made some strides along the way. They were near the bottom. Then a couple 300-yard games allowed them to go up. And we had two quarterbacks. And, you know, the old adage is that if you playing two quarterbacks, it means you don't have one. Uh, and so Michael Cunningham wrote about that uh, in his column. Arthur Smith would not uh, say that he's going with Ritter yet. We fully expect that to be the case on Monday. Uh, when they get back to it. And if not, that'll be another case that they uh will be in the quarterback market. But Ritter has completed 161 of 246 passes. That's 65.4% for 1,740 yards, six touchdowns, and six interceptions. Has an 84 passer rating. Y'all know that's supposed to be two to one. If you got 20 touchdowns, you need to have 10 interceptions. But uh, even interception, the ratio rate is not doing very good there. So we all knew about the turnover issues. And uh, Taylor Heineke, who came in in game eight, halftime of game eight at Tennessee, he has completed 41 of 74 passes, 55.4%, 498 three touchdowns to one interception and he's just a slightly tick better at 84.2 now the passing attack you know uh it's uh the the, the top receivers or Drake London here we go at um and 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 the quarterback's been sacked 30 times too that's so 30 times 10 games 3 a game so 21 more they're headed for another 50 sack season is what we're looking at in the sack department But the the receivers are, you know, London, Johnu Smith, and Kyle Pitts. uh, London has 40 catches for 474 and two. Johnu Smith 35 for 423 and 2. And Pitts has 35 for 419 and 1. Now Pitts is getting, he's uh, the second most targeted receiver at 58. Uh, B. John Robinson has 29 catches for 208 and two touchdowns. Scotty Miller is a. He's got two touchdowns, seven for 76. Now, he was brought in to be the deep threat. And what we write about in the review uh, in our grade of the passing attack is that hey, everybody knew that the Falcons were going to run the ball and everybody's going to gang up on the run. But we didn't see them working their deep passing game to getting the timing down. You know, with Scotty Miller, they tried Mac Hollins, and they've since brought in Van Jefferson and Demir Bird to get it going. When they weren't playing in exhibition season, they should have been playing and throwing deep balls all over the place, trying to get their timing down. So now what we have and what's uh, transpired, teams are sitting on their intermediate and their quick game routes. You know, they know what's coming. I mean, you saw in the Arizona game, they were running the routes better than the receivers. That's why Heineke's only at 55-4. He was holding the ball. And, and he got out on some good scramble. So, you know, hey, if they got it and they're, they're you know, instead of trying to make some pinpoint throw, um, you know, go ahead and take off. You should see them get the green light to run a lot more uh, in the second half of the season. And they got to somehow get the deep passing game going. That'll get people off of those intermediate routes uh, and so forth. So we gave them a C for the passing attack because they can't hit the deep balls and, and then people are sitting on their short stuff. And uh, B. John Robinson, you know, thought he was going to do a little bit more in the passing game the, the way they were talking. But uh, 29 catches. He's just a check. He's a checkdown down guy. I haven't seen a wheel route. I know they've run, ran a couple, ran a nice rail route with uh, Keith Smith, but, uh, they got to do something, to get people off their routes and, and that'll be key if they're going to make a push in the second half of the season. So C for the pass offense, let's move on to the rush offense. You know, this is the only top 10 unit. They are seventh in the league. So, you know, they got to, um, they got to a, for being in the top 10 in, in rushing. So, um, the Russian is Bijan Robinson's got 125 for 612. Tyler Algier has 125 for 402 and three touchdowns. So his average is just a 3-2 per carry. Bijan's 4.9. So you're saying, hey, well, maybe they need to give more to Bijan. Maybe that's what we'll see in the second half. But I got some good numbers on Algier that shows that uh, you know, shows why you want to stay with him too. You want to keep him in there. But those are the two. ridders. ran 32 times for 150 and four touchdowns. That RPO in the red zone is about their best play. Uh, and he's got four touchdowns off of it. Should have five. Don't don't fumble at Tampa. Uh, but that's the run game. Now the non factors uh in the run game, uh the or the non factors has been Corderell Patterson, seventeen for seventy six. So, um there is your Rush Offense. We got some more on that. Red Zone is a 54.17. They are um, 32. It's a t- 17 of 32 in the Red Zone because they were three for four last week and were 28 for 14 before last week. And that's 16th, right, right in the middle of the league. Points, they are 18.9, which is 24th. You know, that's... a uh, bottom third of the league and total yards is 335.3, which is 15 top half of the league. So it's in the middle of the league type offense. That's why you get an A and a C kind of gives you a B there, but here's some um, numbers on Algiers from the pro football reference advanced stats. He has 10 broken tackles and Bijan Robinson or Bijan Robinson has eight and then Algiers, uh, he has 25 first down runs, and Bajan has 32. Ritter has 13. And then um, here's another reason why you, I think he still run Algier. Maybe don't move all over to Bajan. He has um, 233 yards of his of his yardage has come after contact. He has 233 yards after contact. 57.9% of his yards are gained after contact. So he doesn't go down. So, um, you know, you can't give him 20 a game, but he's he's productive in that regard. And then Bajon's uh, 218 of the 612, twelve. Thirty-five percent, 35.6% of his yards come after contact. Okay, and uh just going back to the past uh offense, we um target wise London leads with 61, pitts with 58, John o. Smith 44, Bajan Robinson 43, and uh Mac Hollins with 29. He had 17 catches. Uh those are some uh past numbers there, too. Okay, so uh and the quarterbacks John Smith is the most productive person in the pass offense. Uh, quarterbacks have a 112.4 passer rating when throwing to Johnu Smith. Now some, uh, and uh, Pitts uh, going to London, the quarterbacks have an 86.4 passer rating. Going to Pitts, 81. Uh, throwing to Bajon, 84.3. And then throwing to Mac Hollins, 86.4. Now, uh, the guys who haven't got a lot of targets but have been productive. Uh Scotty, Scotty Miller's got a 145-8. So they've been successful. Uh he's caught seven of his eight targets. Um Van Jefferson's caught five of 15. And uh Baird has only had uh two targets and uh excuse me, Demir Bird. I mush that together. <laughs> Demir Bird has two uh targets and zero catches. Uh, Cardale Hodge has also been productive when they thrown his way. Quarterbacks have a one fifteen point three rating, and then Keith Smith, uh, one eighteen point seven rating. So, um, are you gonna start throwing more to Scotty Miller, Keith Smith, and Cardale Hodge, and less to Pitts, London, and Bajan? I don't think so. But they have stepped up and made teams pay. So, so um, those are the numbers at the half on the. Pass offense, we gave that a C, and then our rush offense, we gave that an A. So let's move on here to um, pass defense, pass defense, and then we'll go to break and then come back and finish up here. Uh, pass defense, Jesse Bates, three interceptions, Richie Gantt, one, Nate Landman, one, and uh, we write in the, the report card that. You know, they uh the, the opposing quarterbacks are having most success against the linebackers and Richie Grant. And we'll go over those numbers here uh right now. The um when throwing at Bates, the opposing quarterback has hit on twenty-two of thirty-four passes and uh have had a seventy point seven passer rating. That's sixty four point seven percent of the passes are being completed and uh for a 70 passer rating which is really low that's good um the high one here passer rate i did the starters and um quarterbacks are having a 133.5 passer rating throwing at richie grant or in his area uh d offered is next with a 99.7 and then uh aj terrell is the 97.2 and uh they're not messing with Jeff Okuda. He's uh in the contract year and playing pretty the best ball of his career. He uh they're throwing an eighty point three in his direction, and so Bates is seventy point seven is the best. So they're not getting anything going at Bates and Akuda. they They're making their money throwing at Richie Grant and um, you know AJ and offer have uh some some bad uh, uh you know a lot of a t- lot of action, some bad numbers there on the passer rating. Now, the balls are, 57% are being completed. He's had 8.56 passes. They just had the most action uh, of of the um, defensive backs. Uh, Alfred has the second most. He's had 48 passes, and they completed 31 for uh, 64.6. And then the linebackers, uh, Caden Ellis, uh, they've hit on 26 of 35. And uh, Richie Grant, they hit on 25 of 35. For seventy one point four percent. All right, the Falcons have twenty one sacks, which is twenty six in the league. Arnold Katie and David Oyamada lead the the team with three point five sacks. Bud Dupree and Calais Campbell have three sacks each. Quarterback knockdowns. Oyamada has nine. Campbell and Grady Jarrett have six. Uh, Lorenzo Carter has four. Richie Grant has three. All right, Miss Tackles, uh, Laman has eight. Richie Grant has eight. Campbell and Terrell have seven. And Bates have seven. Caden Ellis and Troy Anderson have four. Lorenzo Carter, three. All right, so that's... Uh, and we gave the pass defense a C. So we got the uh, pass offense C. Rush offense A pass defense C. And we're going to take a break here and come back and finish up. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An
1: air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
0: We're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast and we have a deal for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get Three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. Subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're going to get right into the uh rush defense. You know, overall, we'll do the overall numbers here. You know, our tail of the tape, you know, offense is uh 335.3 total yards, 15th in the league. Rushing is top 10, 130.4. 7th, and then the passing attack is uh, 204.9, 21st, and then the uh, points per game, 18.9, is 24 in the league. So, you know, I'm like, hey, figure out the red zone and short yardage and, you know, um, get the deep passing game going. It's pretty clear what they have to do better in the second half of the season. Of course, not turn the ball over. But that's where where they're at offensively here after 10 games. Now, defensively, they started off hot. They were in the top 10, uh, and the defense was much improved. But in the last three games, they've given up 149, 146, and 122 yards rushing. And I found that in the six losses, the opposing team has rushed for over 100 yards. And in the four wins the uh opposing team is worse for under a hundred yards now we talked to ire Campbell uh, the other day after the Arizona game and he's he was um you know pointing out that they have trouble with scrambling quarterbacks their yards against running backs is fine but the scrambling quarterbacks of late have um, hurt them Joshua Dobbs, 66 yards and then uh, of course Kyle Merrick got loose for 30. Thirty-three, I believe, but the big, the big thirteen-yarder on the last drive to get him in the field goal range. So that would make the rush numbers look a little better, but you know they're not with Grady Jarrett and David Oyamano missed the last game too, so um, they'll need him back. And then uh, somebody in the group of Catavia um, Street, Tyquan Graham, and Albert Huggins and Timmy Horn. Somebody has to step up and play Grady Jarrett or they get them all together. Kind of probably can't get close to Grady Jarrett, but just, you know, don't get steamrolled in there. So and the defensive numbers, 308.8 is eighth in the league in total defense. They're giving up 108.4, which is 14th. They dropped out of the top 10 there, that, that slide that we talked about. And the passing yards is top 10, 200.4, top 10. And then points, um, 21.7 a game, their 20th. Now, Gabe Burns, who covered the game with me in Arizona, found this stat. And so I'm staying with it and giving him credit. Uh, Over the last three games, they averaged, the Falcons have been giving up 28 points. And Denver, which has the worst defense in the league is giving up 27.6. So on, on the points wise, defense got to get a little bit better than they've been over the last three games. And, you know, they lost Grady Jarrett lost Troy Anderson early, but, uh, you know, they got a move forward there. So that was my stats about the four and under. Now the tackles, um, we've got, uh, Caden Ellis and Jesse Bates leading the team with 73. And uh, Landman a 69. Richie Grant 68. And Oyamata with 39. Those are your top five tacklers. So uh, rush defense, we gave that a B minus. It would have been an A if they had stayed in the top 10, but the, the slide has brought that grade down to a B minus. And I think you can stay. Uh, I think they can fix that by getting a, you know, I don't know if they're going to spy the quarterback or what, but they can uh, fix that problem. Special teams, we gave him a C because of the punt coverage units. Youngway Cool has been great on the field goals, three game winners. Uh, you know, this season, him, uh, Liam McCullough as the snapper, and Bradley Pinion as your holder. They've been, uh, Baku's been the MVP pretty much this year. Maybe him and Jonu Smith, if you got to have a football player. But special teams-wise, they uh, have given up big plays in the punt coverage area. 61 against Washington, 49-yard return by Greg Dortch from uh, Wake Forest, who um, was with the Falcons for a little while. He busted one. So that that's why it's a C. The, punt, the punting overall has been good. Coverage has been bad. No no um, threats on the kickoff returns. Patterson has only ter- returned four kickoffs. Now, uh, so we gave the special teams a C because the coverage units are bringing down Koo's operation. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, you know, they're not headed for another top 10 season in special teams. It doesn't look like. And then coaching. Okay, they've done a good job. Um uh, on defense, you know, getting all the new people, getting them together. But uh, we've been seeing some troubling things here that, that uh, they haven't been able to adjust to things. And uh, teams are copying plays from other games and still running them and being successful against them. And then offensively, we talked about the problem with the passing attack not being timed up especially on the deep balls. You know, when you see somebody open, you know, and the balls coming, like, you like, you don't have the feeling that, okay, that's gonna, that's a strike. That's gonna, it's, it feels like a bunch of jump ball type situations uh, on the deep balls and, and a lot of misses. So um, I put that on the fact that they didn't time it up and they haven't been able to hit it in the game. So that goes to the coaching, especially when they didn't play anybody during the exhibition season, when you had time to work on that and you didn't do it. Uh, and, um, you know, that was one of the things I brought up in, in the report card in the paper. And so um, no real blunders. You had a couple of late game situations that we hadn't seen here. You know, so we held that against the coaches with this grade and gave them a C minus, C minus for the coaching. So, you know, what you have with a bunch of C's is a, a four and six, 500 type team. You're not going to have a lot of A's and B's if you're under 500. And, and that's where the Falcons are here at the break. Not a glowing report card, you know, but but it still reflects the fact that, hey, they can get some stuff fixed and get it turned around here uh, coming down the stretch. Now, as far as the rest of the schedule, we had them going 7-3 and three at this point. We had it started off right with the first five games. We had them beating Carolina and Green Bay, losing to Jacksonville and Detroit, and beating Texas. Okay, where it started going, hey, wire at was Washington. We had him uh, Washington beat him. And then they won the Bucs. We had him beating the Bucs because when the schedule came out, we, we knew we thought Kyle Trask would be the quarterback. Okay, and then the Titans loss was bad. Losing to Will Levis, making his first NFL start. Then the Vikings loss was 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 also bad. Losing to Joshua Dobbs who you know, just, just went to the team and was drawing up plays in the dirt. And then the loss to Arizona was bad. At least Kyler Murray's a baller and been a two-time pro bowler. And he put something together in a new offense that they hadn't seen. So you know at that point, you got to play assignment football. They didn't and got beat. Didn't make any adjustments to Trey McBride. Made him look like uh, Gronkowski there. Uh, eight catches for 131. You know, they didn't have any answers for him. So, I mean, I know what happened. They put uh, safe Jesse over uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown because you didn't want him running up and down the field on you. Uh, You know, that's where Kyler was going to look and and try to get him. He almost got him on one. So, yeah, so you couldn't double the tight end and Brown. I guess you could have did something better, something different or something uh, because he had his way with whoever was on him. And he was even running a little smack on – uh, in the press conference about how he told Kyler that this guy can check me all day. I can get across his face. Give me a shot. And they, and they did. And that was the big 33 yarder right before the field goal to get him really deep in the field goal range. But so that's uh, where the Falcons are. You know, went something went wrong in Washington, they couldn't fix it. Tampa Bay, they should have blew him out. Ritter had three fumbles in the red zone, but they still won. And then the Titans, the bizarre switch at halftime. You know, we'll um, they go to they go to Heineke and then stay with him the rest of the way. He scored twenty points in the in the second half at, at Tennessee. That was the high at that time. Then you know the Vikings got a chance to drive back. You know they um you know uh, didn't have had a game winning drive situation, couldn't pull it off. And then you know Arizona beat them at the buzzer. Uh, with a kick, so that's where the Falcons are, four and six. Now, when they come back from the break, you know, we we have overstated the week schedule. Now we know that hey, you know, they're no they're not gonna be any walkthroughs for the Falcons. These are all gonna be tough games. Uh, and and they'll start with the Saints, then they go to the Jets, on um, the Bucks come to Atlanta, and then they go to Charlotte for the Panthers. That might be a walkthrough. That might be a walkthrough. There we go. Let's give them that one. Uh colts, That's a tough one now. Uh Jonathan Taylor's back. And Gardner Minshew is uh, you know, a credible quarterback. Although that colts New England game was painful to watch from Germany. Bad football. But they had the Miami, uh, Kansas City game the week before, so they 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 should be okay. Then you go to the Bears on New Year's Eve in Chicago. In December, that uh, you know you never know what's going to happen on Soldier Field and that wind gets whipping up off of the Lake Michigan, you know, strange stuff happens. So, and then if you know you can hang around and be in the race and be relevant, the uh you close out the season at the Saints with a chance to, you know, uh, uh that could be a very important game. As the Saints are one game ahead, 5 and 5 with um 7 to go and two head-to-head matchups. So, uh the opportunity is there. Have they played enough good football for you to believe they can do it? I don't think so. Uh just in spurts. Haven't um I haven't seen them strung together drives. They stall in the red zone. Don't take advantage of turnovers. You know, they uh they they have been inconsistent. Uh, you know, done a lot of good stuff too. Jonu Smith is 60-yard touchdown. That was an awesome play. Desmond Ritter's touchdown pass to Kyle Pitts awesome pass. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen enough of that. Uh, and and, you know, they got to, um, you know, take care of the football. That's a basic football tenant. And what was also troubling was some procedural stuff late, um, as late as week nine in the Vikings game, some false starts and stuff like that. Uh, and even in, um, Tennessee where, uh jeff simmons was uh faking uh signal calls and they were snapping the ball before the play was ready and just you know little bad football stuff that you know we put that on the coaches but but that stuff they could clean up in the film room and uh you know the falcons got to decide hey are we gonna go play we're gonna take care of this opportunity are we gonna go out here and beat somebody quit letting everything go down to one opportunity are you gonna stop the run are you gonna uh defend the running quarterbacks can you get some sacks from somewhere got a blitz that's what happened on the Kyler Murray Brits they had Richie in his face then Kyler spins out away from him uh Katie misses him and and he's off to the races then they're all just giving Chase Bud Dupree everybody um uh, is just giving Chase Lamb and gets the tackle Akuna would have got it if he uh didn't get him but um you know Can't let Joshua Dobbs out the back door for 18 yard gain either in Minnesota. But those are those plays, you know, you got plays that, you know, okay, take away the the three cool kicks. Okay, you could be one and nine. They could be one and nine. Okay, but then hey, you make a couple plays, you know, you you could have you could have, you know, you should have beat Arizona. You could have beat uh, you know, if you score on the fourteen yard line. You know, you could beat Arizona if you score on the one-yard line against the Vikings, then you beat them. Um, you know, so that's you could easily go. You know, you know, you got the one and nine scenario. You got another scenario where they're they're six and four, and, and uh, Washington. You know, that was doable. Uh, Titans, that was just crazy uh, playing the rookie quarterback and then letting them drop four bombs on you. So you know, fix those. You know, seven eight plays, then you're seven and three. Uh, with a um, two-game lead with seven to go. So you can play it both ways, and it's uh, fair to look at it both ways. Like, okay, this team's really bad. They could be one and nine. And then you can do it. Okay, they're not that far off. Make a couple plays in these other games, and they could be seven and three. Okay, they were losing to the Jags. That was a better team. They were losing to Detroit. That was a better team. And I had them losing to the Vikings because – thought Kirk Cousins was going to be playing. So um, when they uh, didn't have Kirk Cousins, they should have beat the Vikings. So they didn't. So there's no – and the only other game I thought they had here was the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. So they're they're pretty regular too. Uh, Nothing here special. The Colts are overperforming, I think. Uh, The Bears are still trying to put stuff together. The The Saints, Derek Carr was hurt. Jameis went in. Uh the Bucks are Bucks rebounded. They beat the Titans. They had lost four straight with Baker Mayfield. So they're not, you know, it's nothing. We're, we're not looking at the 78 Steelers here. So yeah, they gotta think that, hey, um, yeah, we had some issues in the first ten games, but the coaches gotta believe that they could fix them and, and uh try to get going here down the stretch, and maybe they can make it to um you Know just get to a winning record at this point and quit talking about the playoffs and winning the division, just get over 500, and then that other stuff will happen. But that's where they're at here at the break. Those are our grades for review. Uh, we've got um, pass offense a C, uh, rush offense a A, pass defense a C, and uh, rush defense a B minus, uh, special teams a C because of the coverage, not because of coup. And the kick, kick coaching is a C minus for all those reasons I stated that are coaching related issues, but um, they're, they're, it's, you know, if they, they got a chance to fix stuff. They got a chance to get on the run here, but it all, you know, it's all going to be dependent on how they come back after the break. He needs to make a decision. He's going to go with Ritter, run what he runs best. Don't call the stuff he can't call. Work on the deep passing game. That should open stuff up, whether it's running a nine up the sideline in the pits or, um, you know, trying to get Scotty Miller, Van Jefferson, or Demir Bird open on your fake play action stuff. Uh, but, yeah, you got to hit some shots up the field to get people up off of your routes uh, because we, we saw where, you know, we didn't all we knew was Buda Baker and the rest of these guys for the Cardinals were looking like Aeneas Williams was out there and stuff. They're showing up doing their film study and showing up at the balls. So they got work to do. It's doable. Uh, And um, we'll come back and see uh, after the bye. We'll start getting ready for that Saints game on November the 26th. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week.
1: Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song.